Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Because see, you are a new man in Christ Jesus, and old things have passed away, and all things have become new. And you see, God is looking at that new man in Christ when He looks at you. And you know, I just look a whole lot better in Christ than I do out of it. And you can't see me in Christ. You may see me from the natural standpoint, but God looks at me in Him. Therefore, if any man be in Christ. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Today we continue the classic series, Understanding How to Fight the Good Fight of Faith by Kenneth E. Hagen. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagen's classic message. This young lady, just 13 years of age, but a beautiful blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl, had never made any commitment to Christ. So he said this, this gentleman, an elderly gentleman, suddenly stopped now. He's 67 years of age, and he pointed to this little girl. He's talking about different things of sin that he'd been into, you see. And he pointed to this little girl and said, I'd give anything in the world, you know, if I was as clean as she is. The pastor said, I spoke up and said, you're a cleaner if she never has been born again. You ever stop to think about that? Yet he spoke a truth. You see, we look at things a lot of times from the natural standpoint, but God doesn't look at things from the natural standpoint. God looks at things from the spiritual standpoint. Are you listening to me now? And in the sight of God, spiritual sins are worse than physical sins. See, you can't see spiritual sins. See, we look at a lot of things sometimes, you know, and and then we see people do things, you know, physically. And we say, that's awful, you know, that's just terrible. And, and it may well be. But yet, right on the other hand, people can have things on the inside of them that's worse than that is in the sight of God. You know, we'd think as Christians, we know that practicing witchcraft and those things are, are wrong and, and of the devil. Evil spirits are involved here. And yet the Bible said that rebellion's worse than witchcraft. Some people, even Christians, rebel sometimes. Amen. Against God's plan, God's word. The Bible said that's worse. Well, you can't see rebellion. You know, I, uh, I said one time to the Lord, because there was a certain person in the congregation that was used mightily, in a spiritual manifestation, that is, gifts of the Spirit being manifested in their life. And this person was mightily used, and some great things happened in the service. But I'd seen something out of that person, and for me to be able to see it, you see, it had to be a, a, a physical manifestation, you know. I'd seen something out of that person that wasn't, I didn't think, too Christ-like, and I know according to the Bible wasn't. You know, and I said to the Lord, you know, in prayer, now, Lord, you know, I don't know how many people know this about this particular person, you know, and so on. 
But now why couldn't you use and mention the dear old saint, you know, a dear old lady, you know, that had been there in the congregation for a good many years and everybody considered a real saint of God and just a fine, wonderful Christian and all of her life that lived a separated life, you know, unto the Lord. And, you know, it looks to me like it had just been a whole lot better if that manifestation had come through her, you know. I mean, maybe some folks would have had more faith and confidence in it, you know. Because she's a stalwart Christian, a separated uh, Christian, and a dedicated saint, you know. The Lord said to me, I don't look on the outward appearance. He said, you saw something on the outside of this fellow that wasn't right, but what you don't know, because you just saw the act or the action out of him, but what you don't know is this, that the very minute that he saw he got into this thing, and he didn't just get into it because he wanted to, but you know, just at the spur of the moment, he said, dear God, here, I've missed it. I've failed you. Forgive me and cleanse me. And I forgave him and cleansed him. And he's walking on with me. And what you don't know is that that woman has been rebellious in her spirit for over 40 years. And I see that rebellion. It comes up before me, dark and black and mean and ugly. On the outside, she sort of like as Jesus spoke when he's here on the earth about the Pharisees. You made white the outside of the sepulcher, you know. But the inside is full of dead men's bones. Don't shout me down now just because I'm preaching real good. See, that's the reason why we can't judge. That's the reason why the Bible said, Judge not and you shall not be judged. Because you can't judge righteous judgment. Amen. Well, say amen if you can. If you can't, say oh me. Well, now you see, that's what this minister knew when this, when this older man said, I'd give anything in the world if I was as pure and as clean and as innocent as this young lady sitting here on this front seat. The minister spoke up and said, you're more clean, you're more pure, you're more innocent than she is if she hasn't been born again. Because, bless God, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things. Now listen to that. All, A-double-L, all things have become new. That's in this man on the inside. Everything's become new. There are not any sin scars left on the Christian. Now, I didn't say there might not be sin scars left on the body, but the body's not you. I said, the body's not you. Remember there, 1 Corinthians 9? We looked at it yesterday. 9.27, where Paul said, I keep under my body. I bring it. See, if your body was you, what Paul would have said, I keep myself under and I bring myself into subjection. He didn't say that. He said, I keep under my body and I bring it into subjection. I bring it. He calls his body it. The body is the house you live in. Now, because of sins of the past, there may be sin scars left on the body, but there's not any sin scars left on you. Hallelujah. Because, see, you are a new man in Christ Jesus, and old things have passed away, and all things have become new. And you see, God is looking at that new man in Christ when he looks at you. And you know, I just look a whole lot better in Christ than I do out of him. 
And you can't see me in Christ. You may see me from the natural standpoint, but God looks at me in him. Therefore, if any man be in Christ. You see, uh, that brings me now to my second thought that's very closely associated with this. And that is a lack of understanding of our place in Christ and his place in our lives oftentimes hinders us, keeps us from success, and throttles our faith. Or oftentimes it's the reason for unbelief. I tell folks all the time, people ask me constantly about if I have any suggestions, and of course I have too many just to present at one time. And it wouldn't be, you know, you, you could present too much at one time and it wouldn't, and it'd do more harm than it would good. So let me just present one suggestion to you about studying the Bible. People ask me all the time about studying the Bible and if I have any suggestion. And here's one suggestion above all others that I want to present to you and leave with you. And I do this everywhere I go about studying God's Word. As a believer and as a Christian, may I suggest this? You go through the New Testament, primarily the epistles. You see, these are the letters that are written to you. I'm not going to take up a whole lot of my time reading something that isn't written to me anyhow. I've always spent most of my time in the epistles. See, no one could ever be a successful Christian and live in the four Gospels. You couldn't be a successful Christian to save your life and live there. Because, see, if you just read the four Gospels and just lived in them, you wouldn't even know what Jesus died for. You wouldn't know why he died. Now, you think you would because you've already read some of the other and had it, but, but do you think that you would know more than the apostles did and they was right along with him every day for over three years and they didn't know why he died and after he died and was resurrected, they still didn't know until the Holy Ghost came, until Jesus breathed on them, reading and said, receive the Holy Ghost, and he began to enlighten them. But they said, Lord, will thou at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Remember him asking him that? And don't you remember that John wrote his gospel and John said, you know, when Mary came and said, you know, uh, that Jesus is not there. He's not there in the tomb. He's risen. And you know, uh, John and, uh, and Peter ran out there to the tomb. John tells you this in his gospel, you know. And John, being the smaller of the two men, now John here just calls himself the other disciple. But John, being the smaller man, Peter, a more big lumbering type of a fella, John outran him. But John then had a, a little finer, more sensitive nature than, than Peter. And when he came to the tomb, because the, uh, the, uh, the dead and the tombs and so on with the Jews are very sacred, well, he, he, he didn't go in. He stopped. But now Peter was a type of a fellow that was very impulsive. You know that. You, you find that out as you, you, you read about it. And so he came and he just, he just went right on in. Just ducked his head evidently and went right in through the opening to this tomb. And then John followed him in. And John says, and when they, talking about he and Peter, saw the grave clothes lie, saw the grave clothes lying there, you see, said, then they believed. See, they never had believed yet. 
about the resurrection of the dead. For as yet, it said, they knew not that he should rise from the dead. They didn't know it. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. I have a book called Listen to Your Heart, Hearing God in a Noisy World. Sometimes as a father, if you'll just listen, God will begin to tell you things that you can do to help to avert a problem yes. uh, with your children. And it has to do with, though, you've got to understand how to listen to God and how to hear His voice. And this book, it's the six sermons that I preached on that subject. And each one of them is a chapter in itself, five, six pages in, in a chapter. And then at the end of each chapter, it's called Think It Over. It's questions that you can answer. When you read and then answer questions, it seems like you retain it a little bit better. This is a great book for anybody on personal devotions. It's a great book for family devotions. It's a great book for study groups. Even Sunday school classes are using this book because it's set up in that format to be like sort of uh, one of these... uh, Study guides. Study study Pupil study guide. I guess that might be what you call it. So that is here. And then The God Kind of Faith by my dad... It's just a one CD, The God Kind of Faith. If you don't know how to have the faith that God has, then you can't get things to happen in your life because with The God Kind of Faith, it comes to pass. Yes. So all of these are $15.95. Uh, go there on the internet, order them. That's the easiest and the best That's way, but right. the announcer will tell you other ways that you can also get this product. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, understanding how to fight the good fight of faith. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.